my friends, my family, my people, my color, my blood. It's that time again. It's your girl, your friend, your cousin, your sister, Kristen Patterson, author of the upcoming book, The Misses of Being Mr. and Mrs. You are tuned into the podcast for The Misses of Being Mr. and Mrs. Really excited about today. Um, for the first time, got a guest with me today. Um, we want to get into a topic which, you know, I've been thinking about this thing and, and, and really trying to, you know, deal with myself and some of the things that I recognize that are causing misses within my own relationship and within my own marriage. And the theme and the, and the, the topic that we're kind of going to go into today is truth and how truth or the lack thereof does not allow for true intimacy to happen within the relationship or within the marriage or within the, the confines of the situation that you may find yourself in. And so one of the things that my husband is really, really good at, my husband is really, really good at checking with me and making sure that I'm okay. He will ask me if I'm okay. And depending on my response to him, he may even probe a little bit more. Are you sure? And depending on where I am, depending on what kind of state that I'm in, generally my answer probably about 90, what do you say, babe? About 99% of the time is I'm okay. And so we all know, ladies, we all know that the answer I'm okay is a loaded answer. It's the easy answer. It's the it's the best answer I can muster without having to go really, really deep into what's really, really going on in my mind or the things that I'm thinking about. Because at any point in time throughout the day, I could be thinking about a number of a thousand and two things. And so regardless of whether you could ask me at 8 a.m. or you can ask me at 10 p.m., I probably have more on my mind that I'm willing to go into or, or, or discuss at that moment to where the question of, are you okay, comes out. But I'm starting to realize and recognize one, a couple of things. One, I know the man that I married and I know the man that I married is connected to me in more ways than just with our exchange of vows or the rings on our finger or the fact that we sleep in the same bed, this man knows me in a way that nobody else knows me. And so because of that, when I give him that okay, I'm starting to wonder if that okay is damaging or is that okay doing what I'm hoping it's going to do, appease his question and allow me to process through what I really might be going through? Or is it called truly causing a miss in our marriage? And I've arrived at the point and why I have my husband here with me today is so that we can talk about, is it just appeasing for the moment? Or is it truly 
causing a miss and what's that like for him? What is it like for him knowing that there may be something going on with his wife, knowing that she may be having some type of feelings or emotions that he's sensing, but yet he's asking and I am saying I am okay. And so that's where we are today. So babe, when you ask me, am I okay? And my response is, yeah, I'm okay. What's that like? Well, the first part of this is, uh, like you always tell me, you know when there's something wrong with me, even if you don't say it at the moment or you don't react to it. Especially when I'm not feeling well, when I'm sick or in my body. I'm pretty sure that there's something besides your, what people call woman's intuition that pulls a feeling that's like, mm-mm, something ain't right. Mm-hmm. So I also get that feeling uh, with that reaction of, mm-hmm. And so, uh, because I don't really go into depth with the continuation of questioning, not to make you feel like you're in a court case, but it's it's kind of sort of the same thing, and it pushes to where if you can't be honest with me about how you truly feel. What else, or is there is there something else that you're not telling me about any other given thing that can happen, or just a simple thing as in you don't like the flavor of soda I chose that day? And so, if it's something that small, then as your feelings, is there something else you're hiding, or is there something else you're not telling me? Or if you are if you are telling the truth about something, it makes me have a second guess of, well, are you telling the truth about this? Okay, so it creates like a setup for mistrust. Yes, and misunderstanding, misleading, deception. Uh, like you say, being untruthful, even though you may be. But it's the thing of having to second guess myself, like, maybe I don't know this person as well as I thought I did. I get you. And so it's like, am I crazy? Like, I know I sense something. I know I feel something. And this person is telling me everything is, you know, copacetic. When you're sensing wholeheartedly the the alarms are blaring, renew, renew. Oh, what's my what's my favorite sound? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, if you've ever seen or or, or seen us, uh, Tony DJ and I'm on the mic or whatever especially at the last event that we were at 
we really trying to find that noise for some reason that noise was really speaking to me i'm not exactly sure why and i'm off topic but y'all know how i do i get off topic and that's how it goes y'all are used to this anyway to the point and as you guys can see like i didn't truthfully didn't i took the i took the time to really think about like he's asking me am i okay why am I not being 100? And there, there are a lot of reasons why I'm not being 100. And none of them have to have anything to do with my husband's ability to, to deal with what I may say. It has nothing to do with that. It has more to do with, I probably haven't sorted through the thoughts in my head enough to really give you a, a truthful answer other than I'm okay because okay is just my normal state of being and so if I'm somewhere between my norm to maybe a little bad or a little worse than my norm then I'm okay and one of the things that has truly helped me kind of put a gauge on am I truly okay is I've been doing this mood journal you may have seen seen it or not I mean, I'm talking to my husband. Y'all don't know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to him. Um, and I'm literally rating on a number scale from one to 10. How well was my day? And the days that are okay, okay, a okay day is a six or a seven. A bad day may be a four or a five and an extremely a good day is maybe an eight or a nine. Um, and so an okay day may have had some moments where it wasn't good, but then there may have been some other moments where it was pretty good or this, that, and the third. So and a day that ends on a six may have had some three moments, but it also may have had some nine moments. And then they kind of average themselves out to a six. But when he asked me, am I okay? He has no clue that I had a three moment. He has no clue that I had a nine moment because he may not have asked me about how am I doing at the nine moment. Or he may not have asked me how am I doing at the three moment. But all of that exists in my answer of am I okay? I think like we as a couple try to dress up um, our expressions of how we really feel in moments uh, not to say that it's uh, that we're trying to avoid or use as if I can we had a good day or it's okay or it's alright as a cover up but looking at looking at it from the outside looking in, it's more of well, my like you said, my day was okay at this particular moment, so it's an overall average. But when the question of are you okay, you know, we don't take the time into looking at it as. He's asking, is, am, or she's asking, am I okay? Not, how was my day? Right. And so, 
it kind of feels like if I had a, a, a terrible day or my day or my calendar was or for that day was really, my workload was really heavy, mm-hmm. it, it's mentally drained for not to be rude to the other person, but just because it was so cluttered with different things going on. Mm-hmm. We try to do a, a wind down as we're talking and not really focusing on what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But with the reality of not really trying to hurt the other person's feeling to say, look, it was okay, or explaining what you mean by that good or mm-hmm or whatever short answer it is. Right. Because your day is already been long. You didn't have a time to have a mental space to clear all that. So sometimes with me, if you say you're good at that moment, and I'll come back later with the same question as a repeated thing yep. because of uh, understanding who I'm dealing with. Right. And that's very important. You got to still at any given moment you still got to understand who you're dealing with Um, I'm pretty sure if or I pretty hope much so that if you and your spouse do go through this even with being engaged or just being in a relationship and working on the possibility of marriage I'm pretty sure it happens like 99.9976 some of the time uh, one of them gets irritated with the question without thinking about how the other person is given the question and they're not giving it like especially I know me myself personally I'm not giving the question just to have a conversation I'm showing you that I'm concerned about you and how you are feeling and I think that's what I have what I have now come to realize and appreciate about the about the question and really challenging myself to change how I answer the question. Because like my husband just said, it's not about my day. It's about Kristen. It's about me as a person. He is asking how I am. And I'm a train wreck in the morning and I'm not going to use the word that Beyonce said, but in the afternoon, I'm somebody different depending on how my day went. But that's not what he's asking me. He's not asking me, am I okay in relation to my day? He is asking me on a much deeper level, am I okay? And whether that's in my emotions whether that's in my physical body or whether that's spiritually. He's asking me, am I okay? Because if I can be a little perceptive into my husband's understanding of his position in his place is that he is first the priest of this house. And so as such, he has to cover me. He has to protect me 
in all of those areas. And if he doesn't necessarily know the battles that I may be fighting, if I'm not honest with him about, babe, I saw three demons today, or whatever it may be, or babe, God is really talking to me or dealing with me on this particular thing. If I'm not open with him about those things, how he can't do his best job because he doesn't have the adequate information or the the, the full counsel of information that he could have if I was a little bit more open with him about exactly what okay means. Now, there are some things that are real easy topics for me to express to him that I'm not okay with, namely finances. Am I right about it? I'm real good at being expressive around the area of our finances. Any other area, I'm probably batting a point oh oh five no, I, say that. I mean i'm 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 being a little i'm reaching Over. but Over. finances i'm I'm batting a hundred every time I get up to the plate boom popping one out the park um and going through the challenges that you know I face in dealing with my mom I think I'm pretty expressive about that with him work challenges. I'm, I'm pretty good w- with that. Um, but outside about those three, no, I'm not necessarily as expressive. Everything else would maybe, maybe some spiritual things, maybe, you know, some things like that. But I realized that if we are going to overcome some of these misses if we're gonna overcome and and work through some of the the mistrust and the miscommunication and the misunderstandings that there has to be an intentional effort to allow your spouse your significant other your boyfriend your boo or whoever it may be to allow them into that space and and to trust that they know how to operate in it. That's key right there because, like I said, depending on the level of uh, relationships, if you're just dating, I'm going to say keep your door closed. If you're engaged, depending on how long and how soon the wedding how, is. How close, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like... You, some folks you, out there that's been engaged be for seven and a half years. Yeah, yeah, that, you might want to say y'all might, but with that engagement, I say what you need to do is have your door open with a safety net. And, like, that safety net, as soon as you say, I do, that comes Drop down. Drop it. That comes down. Um... I'll share this like I have an odd way of doing things um, 
when it comes to me thinking about how I want to do stuff, I think outside the box a lot because I'm not, uh, I can't color inside lines. No, he doesn't color inside lines. I don't do color inside lines very well. So, because the inside of the box is smaller than the outside of the box, I give a range of Possibilities? Uh, no, not really possibilities. Uh, more of, I give a range of uh, opportunities for you to mess up or uh, for you to say, you know what, I did start it this way, but I needed another route. Right. So, if I was to think inside of that box... I'm pretty sure you wouldn't make it to uh, first base because my temper would be so short and everything would just be like, no, no, okay, whatever. You get your answers. So when you get married, that safe place of being in that box is the wrong place for you to be. The inside of that box has closed you in now to where you're not able to grow. Once you step outside that box, the sky's the limit. So you can adapt for anything and be ready for any and everything. Your preparation time is why you're in that box. Doing your dating scene, doing you get to mess up all that time in there. I did that. You get to mess up that little old box that you put yourself in. Nobody else can put you in that, but you put yourself, you made your boundaries, you cut it inside that box. You made it dark, you made it light, you drew squiggly lines, you do straight lines, you did all of these things. So you messed up. Now that you're outside this box, with this one person that you chose to be with for the rest of your life, you can scribble, scrabble. You can make circles. You can draw other little outside boxes. You can draw a line from here to the Milky Way. And guess what? That one person will still be tight-roting with you. Hopefully. So if you think outside the box, once you get that person that you're with, there's no direction that you can go. There's no boundaries that can hold you in. That's good. It, one of the things that came to mind when Tony was talking, and this is this is kind of where where it where I where I where I am. The box represents a very key element for a lot of people. It represents control. You can you can absolutely wholeheartedly control everything inside your little box. You can control who comes in the box. Mm-hmm. You can control who goes out the box. You can make the box. You can expand your box. You can shrink your box. If you have a box, you can do a whole lot in it. But true intimacy, true trust, 
true success in any relationship does not exist inside that box. If you want all of these things that you claim that you want out of your marriage, out of your relationship, out of your situationship, get out the box. And even if it's just the simple question of are you okay? No, you do not have time to give a three-hour long dissertation every time that question is asked. But you do owe it to yourself. You do owe it to your relationship. You do owe it to your spouse because your spouse knows something's going on with you. If you got a true spouse that's in it to win it with you, which is important, if you have an individual that truly cares about who you are and what's going on with you, get out the box. Because a lot of misses are happening because you have decided to remain yourself inside that box. And I promise, well, actually, I can't promise because I'm um, getting out the box myself. So I'm challenging us. All of, my, all of my girls, all of my sisters, all of my friends, get out the box. I know y'all in there because we talk about it. I know we in there. But there's somebody on the outside of that box waiting on you. And the longer you stay in that box, the more that person is going to feel restricted in their capacity to be who God has positioned them to be for you. They're not here by accident. They are here by divine providence. And if they are going to fully operate in the space and the capacity, again, that God has called them to be for you, It behooves you. It is your duty to get out the box. I was just thinking, you know, a lot of, we all, we all, we all do this. In the dating scene, we all say this one line, whether you're female or male, but this line still goes on. I want somebody that's going to be there for me. I want somebody who's going to accept me me, just somebody who's gonna love me just as I am with all my flaws. Yeah. All your flaws cover your own box. And sometimes the best way to get yourself, I mean the best way to get out of the box is to move yourself out of that box. Sometimes we are our own hindrance yeah. because of past relationships. I, I believe that's a big key that keeps us inside the box. Mm-hmm. And please, and like, understand, like, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about the next person. I'm talking about this issue. Right. Don't compare your new person to your last person. You will never get out the box that way. Nope. Right there with that old person. Because what it being is you and your mind that you're talking to, and that's two things in that box that's not gonna let you out. You're not gonna let yourself out, and you're not gonna never forget, and you'll never know how to get out. 
so you must understand that we have to allow ourselves to be loved. Um, I remember seeing this um, demonstration. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure on what show it was on, but what you had to do is it's the catch and fall. Trust fall. The trust fall. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. So while you're in your box. Please fall back. Please fall back. The best way to get out. You know why? That's the best way to get out? Because you're falling backwards out of this box and you can't see everything else that will keep you in. That's good. As you're falling backwards, you're saying goodbye to all of this stuff and I'm trusting what's on the other side. Good stuff. That's good talk. So we've held you for we held you guys. We hope that something we said, something we discussed was beneficial in some way. I thank you as always for tuning in to the misses of being Mr. and Mrs. Again, if something was said, something you like, please Share this podcast on your Facebook, Twitter. You can find it on all um, all the major podcast outlets. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, all of them. We're on there. So, again, if you enjoyed it, please, again, share it, share, share. We are still in process of getting this book written. Y'all pray for your girl. Pray for your girl. Pray for your girl. i like to thank my lovely husband for joining me this evening. <laughs> He's making his own clap sound effects, y'all. He's amazing. Um, I, I truly can't do it without him. Even, you know, even the, the, the podcast that I put out that he hasn't been a part of, he is a part of them because he is on this journey with me. That's right, with me. And so I thank him. I appreciate him more than I could ever um, I can ever articulate with words and I know a lot of words um, and so that's that guys again thank you for tuning in we'll catch you on the next one again share like share like share like share like this podcast I'm sure if it helped you it can help somebody else God bless y'all take care until next time Thank you for tuning in to the misses of being Mr. and Mrs.